Deaf's Bistro contains explicit and violent content and may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the mystery of basement shoes continue. <laughs> Welcome to Deaf's Bistro. I'm Sam. I'm Dags. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> Splendid. Splendid as always. <laughs> as usual, we are here to drink copious amounts and talk all things macabre. Each week we'll be delving into the dark and disturbed world of serial killers, poisoners, cults and the criminally insane throughout history. Pairing our stories with some delicious coffees, cakes and alcohol. Word. Yours. So this week we have... What do we have? We have Leonardo Chanchuli. We have a cake. Screw it, I'm opening the cake. You open the cake. So I made to her recipe... (laughs) Um, the chocolate cakes minus the blood. Okay. Just you know, just to get give us a taste of the. Again, there's nothing wrong with adding a bit of blood in food. I mean, pig's blood's added to a lot of things anyway. Black pudding. Yeah. Boyaka, that's good. Yeah. And I was watching something on Netflix the other day, and she added pig's blood to a cake, and it did look quite nice. Unless she was so. Just... Well, I didn't know where to get pig's blood from. What do you mean? Do I just go to the butchers and ask for pig's blood? Yeah, they might look at you and think, is she in death metal band? Or is she just fucking insane? Oh, she, yeah. Or she's just weird. Yeah. Did, did you have your basement shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> if you go to butchers with your basement <laughs> shoes on. By the way, guys, Sam has basement shoes, right? <laughs> I don't know if any one of you have a specific shoe <laughs> allocated to just a part of your fine establishment where you dwell. But Sam has basement shoes. No shoes are just used for basement. There is there is a reason the basement is damp and the flip-flops are easy to put on to go into the basement. So basically, what basement shoes are in Sam's house are Rich's are flip-flops. flip-flops. Yeah. They're, they're even my flip-flops. They're not your flip-flops. They're just your husband's <laughs> flip-flops just to fuck it up to go in a damp basement. Yeah. Oh, God. They're not even wellies. They're not really shoes. They're like... But otherwise, I've got to go find socks. I've got to find a pair of boots. I've got to put them on to go down. Why do you need to put all that on just to go in a basement? Because what is going on in your basement that requires that? There's water coming up through the the basement. So how flip-flops aid? Because at least my feet aren't getting wet. But yet you just talk that you need socks and boots. Because if I can't put boots on without socks. Why can you not? Why would I? People do. No, I don't like it. But you're all right going in the basement flip-flops? Yeah. When your toes are all hanging out, <laughs> exposed you, to elements you got of basement. On today. I have Adidas flip flops as we me. speak. They are black. I tried like some sort of weird slider thing and cut my foot this week. So I mean, I can't be trusted with any type of shoe. You would be fucked in times of Jesus, wouldn't you? Yeah. With the sandal business yeah. going on. No, I, I don't deal well Get with all my feet ashy and stuff. Yeah, no. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Back on track when you stop picking on me for my basement shoes. Fucking basement shoes. I'm gonna have a drink for that. 
Let's drink to basement shoes. Mm. I hope everyone is at their life now where everyone has basement shoes. Everyone needs a basement shoe. You do. You do need the basement shoe. Whether it's a welly, a boot, or a flip What if you don't have a basement? No, you you still have a, basement You shoe. don't need a shoe. I mean, I can have a set pair put here for you if you want to go into our basement. Thank you very much. There I was waiting go. for this invite. <laughs> so I need two pairs of basement shoes now. How did we get to this? This is your fault because you're picking on me. This should also be your episode this week, but you're not, this should have been you're not my willing episode, to do it. I have an excuse. You feel sorry for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So people have to listen to me again. Get yes. words wrong. Yes. Get a weird... We have done this episode also. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're just oh, useless. I have no shame. I'll so, tell them. But this is back at the very beginning. I'll tell them. No problem. On we couldn't first... pronounce to save our lives any of it. And I kept saying the wrong thing that she... She was saying things. <laughs> so we agreed now that if you can't pronounce the name, <laughs> I shall not try and just call... Margaret, <laughs> and then type <laughs> correctly on Tinterwebs. So right, I, let's go. So, so we're going today with Italy's first female serial killer, bum, bum, bum. Leonardo Cianciulli. I need to stop doing that. You're enjoying yourself. It's no. fine. So, Leonardo, she's from Montella, Italy, and she was born to Mariano, who is her father, and Amelia who's her mother. It didn't start off well in the first instance as Mariano had raped Amelia and to save face married her because she was pregnant. What a gent. Yeah. I mean, what Stepping up to the mark. Yeah, I'll I'll step up. I'll raise the family. What a dickhead. Fuck you, Mariano. Fuck you. Yep, yep. This, I almost used the C word then. I feel like that's a step too far. I don't feel like people are ready you for that. You benign. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amelia, obviously, I, like, I feel like the reason for this is probably because she didn't want the children in the first place. I mean, she was raped by her hus- her now husband, but she was abusive to Leonardo when she was younger. Even after she managed to divorce Mariana when he died and she married again, she was still abusive towards her and the family stayed impoverished so she didn't have a great start i'm not giving her any sort of excuse i'm just saying did she have basement shoes she probably didn't have a basement so i mean well there you go there's your problem we're living the high life now we've got a basement it might leak but we've got a basement (laughs) (laughs) do they have basements in italy did they have them back in 1917 what the fuck are you asking me for I, I mean, know. basement is not really a luxury, isn't it? It's part of a building, whether it exists or it doesn't. It's another matter. It's not like, no, Italy doesn't know about basements at all. I, I'm not saying they don't know about basements. If you go to Italy and ask about, hey, <laughs> where is your basement? Or, they, they will not know. They probably anything. won't understand that because it's probably not the right word to use. I don't know what's basement in Italian. <laughs> I'm Googling this shit now. Right. You, so you go, I'm Google. carrying on. You Google this. So Leonardo attempted twice um to commit suicide before she married Raphael Pansardi in 1917 he wasn't the wealthiest man and her parents had selected him for her oh he was not the one that they selected for her that was the it because her mother cursed her there you go that's basement in italian 
So you can go ask some Italians if they've got a basement. Do you have some interato? Do you have uh, some interato shoes? Sen- I think the whole sentence has to be Italian, not just the basement part. <laughs> I understand basement, but not the shoes part. <laughs> so yeah, because because Leonardo married this gentleman, her mother is said to have cursed her. Oh yeah. Uh, she was very, very into the whole sort of curses and religion and kind of gypsy yeah, witchcraft. Yeah, full part. on. Yeah. And later on that's also explained towards it. Um she would later explain her mother cursed her for her disobedience. And four years later the couple moved to southern Italy, away from the other family. They both found work, but Leonardo went to prison for fraud. Okay. So she's on a she's on a level already. She's up there. She's doing it. Yep. And upon release, they moved twice more, finally settling into the town of Correggio. Correggio. There you go. Probably See, you could have right. done this story. Probably You're not right. right. <laughs> it's probably more right than what I said. It just sounds more right because fake it until you make it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you've already got a twang, so it helps. All right. <laughs> You're foreign, so it helps. I am. I'm foreign. <laughs> Foreign like a basement. <laughs> we don't know if they're foreign. We don't know if people have them. Right. So You guys in Italy have basements. Is that a thing? I feel like we've insulted all of Italy now. So uh, Leonardo <laughs> opened a popular soap shop. And there she told fortunes and apparently hypnotized clients, claiming to have special powers to help their dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like another fraud at all. No, no, no. no Given no, no, the fact no. she Obvious. was done. For fraud. For fraud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds she... like a bank you can trust. Yeah, like all banks. Yeah. Ugh. Right, so Leonardo was well-liked and respected, and sometimes an awful smell emulated from her kitchen, but it never lasted long, so no one questioned it. And neighbours knew she was quite superstitious, but they told one another that this was due to her tragic history. Leonardo had been pregnant 17 times. She had three mas- miscarriages, and 10 of the babies died of various illnesses. Damn. So... At this point, with the fact that she is quite, you know, into fortunes and all that stuff, the curse from her, her curse from her mother is playing on her mind, and she became very overprotective of her four surviving children. In 1938, her oldest Giuseppe announced that he was joining the army and being drafted, as World War Two was looming ahead, and she would protect him at any cost. She would lose no more children and least of all her favourite. I mean, not meant to have favourites, I guess, but... But you do. You just do. <laughs> I like this one. It can stay. This one's all right. And she went to go see a, a gypsy lady nearby who read a fortune for her. And she was told that she would spend 30 years incarcerated, three of which would be in a mental institution. So she got a curse. She's got a weird smells coming from her kitchen already. She's got her hypnotizing. And now she's got this fortune being read for her while her son goes to war. You know, I got I got told by um by a gypsy type of person that I will die on a motorbike. You don't ride a motorbike. That's why I don't drive at all. Oh. Was that back home? I just remembered that, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well. The person asked me, um, do you do you like ride bikes or something? I was in teens, I think. Maybe a bit before teens, younger. I'm like, no. Don't do it. 
Well, it clearly stuck with you, though. They clearly did, because uh, where I'm from as well, like all this uh, witchcrafty kind of gypsy-esque kind of thing was uh, was a really big thing. We had actually actual Roman uh, Romani gypsies traveling through, like with all the, you know, the fancy dresses and the big hoop mm. earrings and all that. <coughs> they were always around at one specific point in my life. Before, you didn't kind of see them, you just... Saw them in like movies or, you know, in the books, mm. they described them all. And then they actually were there. I was like, oh, this is weird. They all roaming around in the horses and carriages and everything. And then it kind of disappeared. Well, yeah, because they travel. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, they kind of stay around. I don't know. Maybe we were less welcoming than other, other parts areas. of the world. I would, I would be biased to that. I wouldn't know the ins and outs. But yeah, it's, it's a thing. And still... People believe in like like not, not walking under the you know like ladders yeah and, and black not stepping on even three tiles in consecutive and it's like like a black cat really, crossing your path yeah, and you have to twist the button if the black cat runs in front oh, of you you okay, have no yeah. option you twist the button but this is the thing because like we I I still salute magpies what I mean you never you salute magpies and you have basement shoes yeah. I know why we're friends. Yeah, of course. That explains <laughs> a lot now, right? Yeah, no, because uh, it's like the whole... I mean, like, uh, there was this thing where you, like, spit three times over your left uh, shoulder. Do you have that thing here? No, what's we, that for? We, we, have, we have that thing. It's, it's like knocking on a wood. Oh, okay, yeah. Sort no. of thing. Yeah. You do it three times mm. over your left shoulder. Shit like that. Just throwing salt everywhere. The salt one, yeah. I sugar. still do that. I mean, I if I spill with, salt, I will throw it. I worked with um, a Romanian uh, people before my previous life. And there was a lot of lot of salt and sugar thrown yeah. around like uh, on a daily basis. There was things happening that you were like, I'm not questioning. No. The shit was bringing money in. So oh, I was not questioning. Throw what you want, man. <laughs> Throw basement shoes around. I'm all right with that. I love a good superstition, though. Yeah, it just exists. It yeah. really exists. And no matter how progressive you might be, if you are raised with it, grown up with it in a constant, it's like stepping on manhole. Yeah. Stepping on manhole was a bad thing, but I understand maybe where it came from. I think it, what if it's not functioning correctly? Have you seen the video of the child who falls down one? Yeah, you just break your damn neck. He just goes, Whoop. Yeah, well, like, pa, 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 pa. Yeah. Super Mario. Yeah, like literally just took some ways. Do you think ways. that's how they invented Mario? It's like when moustached Italian plumber just fell in and they're like, <laughs> Into oh, a manhole. that's good. The superstition arrived and then Mario. I think but we've insulted Italy enough today. No, it's... We haven't got to the end of this thing yet. It's cool. I mean, in, in fact, Super Mario is based on Italian plumber. Oh, the, yeah. the developers allegedly, don't quote me on this, were kind of student-esque young guys and they were living in this 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 flat that was run by this Italian gentleman that had a massive mustache, he was short, and he would be pissed off <laughs> and he would jump around when he's pissed off. Nice. And they adopted the idea. That's why he's jumping, being the plumber and like hitting the little bricks. And I want that to be real. I hope it is because I actually heard it somewhere around. And I'm not a gamer. Uh, anyone who knows me, none of you 10 people who listen to this, <laughs> now minus one probably, um, know me at all. And uh, I'm, I'm not a gamer at all. Like I've no. never been. Not for you. I, I don't know. I think it's because we could never afford it. And it was like a kind of luxury kind of thing when yeah. I was a kid. And it, I kind of never <clears throat> gravitated. I always got pissed though. So Yeah, you were right out and about feral child. Oh was up to no good at some point Obvious. in my life. Yes. 
So <laughs> where was I? Mm. Oh yeah. So curses. Yes. And due to Leonardo's superstitious, what I don't even know what the word is for that. What do you mean? Personality. Do- That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Determined that human sacrifice would ensure that Giuseppe's safe return. Because human sacrifice, people, solves the problem. Yeah. Give God a body so he wouldn't take Giuseppe. Uh, I'm not- you know, like, right. Let's let's pause again here on this. <laughs> <laughs> All those 10 people again that know that I don't know basement shoes. This sacrificial shit is, is abysmal as bowing to a cloud man. <laughs> it's equally fucking stupid. It 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 just doesn't work. It doesn't it it doesn't make any damn sense. It it was just to instigate fear in others oh, and yeah. control them. Like I don't think even on the perception if the 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 dark man below exists below the basement. Yeah, yeah, under the basement shoe part. Does yeah. he have better basement Imagine shoes than us? Imagine just sitting there and these freaking idiots like killing a goat <laughs> in his name or or God forbid human or God forbid anything. And he's just thinking. Well, I am gonna come up there. But this is this ass that bad. Like, she is sacrificing this for God. It's like the other way. There's no base. He demands it. There's no basement shoes up there. He demands it. That's not below. No, he demands. Like, look, I've been talking about this the situation with a lot of lot of people. You know my assumption of this whole mm-hmm. whole. You you know where I stand on it. <laughs> and I said, but imagine there's two armies, literally neighboring one another, mm-hmm. and they pray to the same exact same god exact same no difference exact same god mm-hmm. at the same time before the battle oh dear mighty whatever you are triangle kill the other guys and save me and the other guys at the same time across the border do the same thing to the same how the fuck he chooses does he go to his missus like, hey, Margaret, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Margaret. Marge, 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 help me out. I, I don't know. It's Sunday. Shall you know we flip I mean? a These coin? These guys are just going off the rail now. In about an hour, they're going to go off on one. You know, <laughs> Marge, help me out which ones to take out. Like, what? I, I, you asked the wrong person. I don't know. Was, uh, right. It, let, yeah, back. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you have a sip of your drink. Mm. Eat some cake, you'll be fine. My tit is showing. Let me <laughs> adjust. Flashing. It. I'm flashing my. Flashing your tits and everything, getting wild up about nips God. Nips are out, man. <laughs> nips ahoy. <laughs> so, the first victim would be Faustina Setti, at 73 years old. She was a poor, lonely, unmarried woman, desperate for a husband. And she often came to Leonardo for help in finding that husband. At 73. At 73. Damn you, Italians, you frisky bastard. Yep, she still wanted a little something, something. But um, she told her that she did have someone for her this time. Mm. And he lived in Croatia. So Leonardo told Faustina, but you must tell no one. Leonardo took the farce a step further by writing Faustina letters from the suitor to keep the secret. And Faustina has, was to pen upbeat postcards and letters to mail and mail them to her family from Pola upon arrival. An excited Faustina packed her bags, dyed her hair grey. What colour was it before? Presumably black. But she, she was 73 anyway. Don't matter. 
But why would you dye she's it grey? She's on it, man. Why would... She knew it beforehand. She's it was on all it. these lasses now dyeing the hair grey. She knew. She knew. And then she visited Leonardo for the last time for final preparations. She offered her neighbour wine and some accounts coffee to celebrate her new life, in which she had drugged. Poor Faustina. Leonardo hit her with an axe and hid the body. She chopped her up into nine parts using a basin to collect the blood and at 1946 murder trial, Leonardo explained, I waited until it coagulated, dried it in an oven, ground it, and this is the recipe. Border cakes, people. Yes, mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk and eggs and as a, a little bit of margarine, kneaded it all together and made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. Yep. Also... Her and Giuseppe ate, ate them. Did uh, Giuseppe had a clue? Or I don't he think probably, he did. He, I don't know. He you didn't know. sound like he has a clue about anything. No, no. I, f- I feel like... I feel like he just came home from graft. Yeah. Oh, there's cake, man. Yeah. Like, here's some chocolate cake. Like, yeah, banging. Yeah. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, she also used some of the blood to make chocolate, just, just the regular chocolate, and shared this with the neighbours and the neighbourhood children. And as for the body parts, she threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which she had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved into a thick, dark mush, then poured them into several buckets and emptied them into a nearby septic tank. But... She was switched on as it comes to getting rid of... I don't know. But this is my thing about the fact that they, they said that it used to smell weird before this. So what was she doing before? Yeah. Maybe that's what she's making soap. She's ma- is she making soap? She used to be. It was a soap shop. That's got to stink eventually as well. Oh, yeah. The... I mean, think about it. Anything that we kind of the... use now for cosmetics is They used probably... to use fat, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, the best soap in mm. the world anyway. It, it, it's a lot of, lot of fat. Yeah, so... Mm. But yeah. It, it, any of the... I remember, like, there's a specific type of joiner's glue that is actually made from horse which is like the bones and oh, the hoofs. And yeah. It has unpleasant aroma, mm-hmm. to say the least. Yep. That's glue. So presumably at that time, if someone was making, making these things in the household. Going to be a bit of a smell. Things smelled oh. back in the days. They smell now. Imagine then. <laughs> they smell to you. Well, no, besides that. <laughs> no, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Everything used to stink. Mm-hmm. I mean, L- London, from what I read, back in the days was just encrusted in layer of filth. Yeah. Ugh. So just... all these people, oh, I wish I would live back in Victorian times. No. 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 No deodorant. No, Andrew. You would spew up immediately. You. You. Uh, yes. You. You can't. But I everything's burning coal. It's like when you go Horse to shit and death. York dungeons. I always remember going, and you go into that bit where it's meant to be like a street, and they do make it smell weird. And that smell, which yeah, but that's fake... easy achievable now. No, no, but that smells yeah. the fake smell, and that makes me feel sick. Yeah, because that's the same. I think. Correct me, all ten listeners, if I'm <laughs> wrong. Um, it's the same with. We have in the household gas, they add specific chemical mm. for us to smell it because it doesn't smell nice to us. Yeah, no. So, you know, oh, I might blow the house dam up. So let's switch that off. <laughs> you know, so. Back to Leonardo. Yes. We're, we're good going on. 
But one human sacrifice was not enough to ensure Giuseppe's safety. So she focused on another lonely lady, a school teacher, Francesca, who was 55. She repeated the same exact pattern and this time told Francesca that Leon, that she had found her a fantastic job as a girl in a girls school in northern Italy. And Francesca's last visit with Leonardo was on September 5th, 1940. And this is when Leonardo drugged her with tainted wine, used an axe and chopped up her body and made more tea cakes. Yep. She cooks. Yeah. She definitely cooks. Oh, definitely. She Bakes. Done it. I do apologize. Correcting my own. Bakes. She's a Bakes. baker. She's a baker. Uh, some say that Leonardo may have financially benefited from the murders. Some sources noted that she collected around 30,000 lira, which is about $4,900 on conversion. Mm, I don't know how. Then. then probably. Well, then, yeah, now, yeah. Um, there was, her last victim was an opera singer named Virginia, who was a good friend, which also freaks me out a lot. Like, she'd known this woman years, and then she was like, you. You gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, Leonardo promised Virginia work as a secretary for an impresario. Is that the right word? Impresario, yeah. Yeah, in Florence. And Virginia could not believe her luck at 53. Here was her chance to turn her memories of glory and not live a life of poverty. She was indebted to Leonardo, but Virginia could not keep her mouth closed. So several of her friends understood Virginia was about to embark on this adventure, courtesy of Leonardo, the soap maker. And on September 30th, 1940, she went to see Leonardo for the last chance to express her gratitude. And they toasted with the wine. And obviously, again, she killed her with the axe, chopped her up. And this time she made soap. And on trial in 1946, Leonardo explained chubby Virginia's fate. She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some of the most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbours and acquaintances. The cakes too were better. The woman was really sweet. Boom. There you go. Yeah. So fight club, people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Business booming. Business booming. Soaps. Oh, yeah. So again, it said that she received about 50,000 lira jewellery and public bonds. Um, she raided Virginia's house of valuables and then sold or gifted the victim's clothing, shoes and jewellery and she gave her neighbours gifts of the homemade soap. But this time, the victim had a family member who did care about what happened to her and Virginia's sister reported her missing, telling the police she last saw Virginia walk into Leonardo's home. The police spoke with Leonardo when she declared innocence. The investigators decided to focus on her oldest son, Giuseppe. That was all the threats Leonardo needed and she began talking. And she kept talking into her trial in 1946. She discussed the crimes of ease while in custody Leonardo wrote her memoirs titled An Embittered Soul's Confessions. Mm. It includes best practices for turning human body parts into soaps. Yeah, that's like... She wrote a cookbook. Yes. That's what she did. Like a manual. Yeah. If you're, if you're axing people off... This is what you do. You make a side side job out of it. Yeah. Bit of Etsy. Bit, bit of Etsy <laughs> happening. It has to go on Etsy. It's all made. Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> so the pot that she used and the tools and the axe are now in a museum in Rome. They still have them there, I'm sure. You can go see them. 
Um, I'm not sure if you can buy a, <laughs> a cookbook. <laughs> Might add it to our collection. <laughs> um, she was proud of the fact that she was assisting her country during wartime. I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles to my country, which so badly it was in need of the metal during the last days of war. Nice. So she was... She contributed. Yeah. So um, also, <laughs> on the last bit, it was difficult to believe that a woman could di- dissect a corpse so quickly without assistance. So the attorneys, judges and police looked, took Leonardo to the morgue. She demonstrated her talent by dissecting a corpse into nine pieces under 12 minutes. Boom. So she had skill. Giuseppe also went to trial but was acquitted. Both Raphael and Giuseppe always claimed innocence of Leonardo's illegal activities. Giuseppe had mailed cards and letters for her while he was on a trip to Pola and he had tossed some wrapped bones into a river but said Leonardo, he had no idea how these actions connected her to the crimes. <laughs> Leonardo was found guilty of the three murders and given the sentence of 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. Back to the reading that she had. Yep. She would spend 30 years, three of which in an asylum. Her family hugged her tight after the sentencing and she died in prison in 1970. Cause of death? Just, um, it doesn't say. Age? I think so, yeah. Probably. So that was only, what, 18 years before you were born? Thanks for stating that I'm an old fuck. That's scary, though. Isn't it? Yeah. That's not too long ago. No. No. Yeah, I remember pyramids being built. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would. They were doing it. <laughs> so this is Not Leonardo. I'll show think. you Leonardo. This is her mugshot. Yeah, yeah. We, we I remember think... this. But we also remember. Oh, the husband. The... Hey, <laughs> the husband. You gotta Google that shit out. You gotta. I'm gonna put him on because he, he looks like laugh. he had no fucking idea he what was like going on. He looks like Toad of Toad Hall a little bit. Wait a minute, I'm going to find it. Was that quick. where the mole people came from originally? I don't know. I think you just got too into it. <laughs> into conspiracy about mole people? Yeah. What's your take, dear listener? Mole people, do they exist or no? Go on. If basement shoes exist, mole people have a chance. He's back. Do you want to see him? You, yeah, all, you always want to see him. You got to see him. He's just lovely. I fucking love him. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna post this picture 100 percent. i mean the the gentleman is is just he looks like he has no idea what the fuck is going on at like, any point do you not remember last time because we were trying to decide last time whether or not it looked photoshopped or not like he does look real crisp in this photo it does look photoshopped though doesn't it was it my detective eye that picked that up i think so it was either you or katie i can't remember i think we I think she her. ignored us anyway, so she, it could have been me. She got involved at that point, though, when we were all in. <laughs> yeah, because we were laughing about the mole man. He looks like the guy that he, he really doesn't know what really is happening. He's just doing things, and he just—if he looks like a type of guy who she might have like just pushed him around. I don't think he needed pushing. I don't think he had any idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I want to see what Giuseppe looked like, to be honest, but uh, there's no pictures of him. No. Like, because I feel like the outcome of them two. Mm. I see where you're going. going. Yeah. These are also the victims, which do look good for their age. Like the first one, who's 73. Except the middle one. Well, yeah, but like the first one, Virginia, was 73. Holy shit, right? Look at Virginia go. Yeah. I mean, Clementina, oh, who was the opera singer? I, I 
I think. Was she in the opposite? You're asking me? I can't remember whose name's what. But yeah, but yeah, Virginia was the 73-year-old, I think. My mustache is caressing this microphone. Now, so. <laughs> you just enjoy it. I'm, I'm <laughs> right, people. So we've done another thing. We have indeed. We plowed through it. Um, wearing basement shoes and hope. Listen, you. I don't even have my basement shoes. Rich took them. Fucking basement shoes. What is going on in the Rich world? Rich took them. You know what is it's bizarre about this thing? It's like knowing us. This just doesn't really tickle my fanny. <laughs> like it's that it doesn't sound as gruesome as you kind of. I don't know for maybe the other people. This is kind of kind of like oh, it just doesn't sound crazy. I just believe that people are out there doing that anyway. Out there doing a lot worse than these things. Well, they probably are. But we haven't got, we were only on episode four. We're only spring books. Yeah. We are. See, I feel like you should have to, you have to do one of these next week now. Like, you need to bring some gruesome shit to the table if you've got. Yes, I should. Yes. But the emphasis is on should. Listen, you whore. You know how it, how it goes. I'm a busy, busy man. No, you're not. I am a busy man. No, you're not. You might not know that I'm busy, but no, I am busy. No, you're not. I'm busy trying to be busy. You're not that busy. That takes a lot. <laughs> that takes a lot, man. You know? Lying to yourself and others. I do that occasionally. <laughs> I do lie. Everyone lies. It's good. It's good to lie. But you need to do one of these. I do need to do one. You need to pick your cereal. I will have to pick a male you can... because you... You're picking all the women's, women's is. Yeah. I had Albert. He was my first one. Oh, yeah. I forgot Albert. We had Albert and then we had yours. Why the fuck are we still recording? Right, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Peace.